Get ready, cause it's about time for you, for you? to speak your mind. Which camera are we on? <laughs> Should we get the dance? Girls, girls club. Hi. Hey. Welcome back. We are here with episode six of this super secret girls club podcast. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We took show. a week off, baby. Yeah, we did. And we have a new secret girl in the club. Hello. Her name is Chris. Uh, I go by either, you know, Chris, <laughs> uh, Nuisance88 over on IG. Uh, also, the streets, Peter Parker. Uh, as you all know, I keep that keep that thing on me. A straight shooter, usually film, sometimes digital. You, you know where to find me at, baby. Yeah. I'm out here on them bikes. <laughs> he's, not really, he's not really with us, but he's always behind the camera. But yes. he's here today with us. And shout out to Hunter, who is mending the cameras by himself today. Yeah, yeah. a.k.a. Hunty Baby. Hunty, Hunty Baby. baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, so those of you who watch us regularly, you know that we were on a break for a week. That is because we just wanted to finalize what the second half of this show is going to look like. Mm -hmm. So we are heading... Um, to this, you know, second half with pre-planned topics. Technically season um, two. Can we call this season two? No, this, this is season this one. Is a, oh, this, this is season is, B. This season is one, one B. B. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we have a couple topics that I want to announce that are going to be happening. And uh, you should definitely make sure you tune in live if you're interested in any of those. Wah, 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 Next wah. week, we're going to be talking about Death Note which is um, a TV show, it's an anime series that we've done reactions to, and yeah. the finale is coming out on our um, other YouTube channel, The Normies. Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. Also a manga, also we've got a skit coming out with it. Also, also, ooh. women's are in it. And I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm actually one of the people who does have a high opinion about the women in this show and how they were treated. Yeah, um, so because I'm the only girl who actually watched was part of that reaction um, and knows anything about the show at all. Um, I'm going to be joined by uh, Pat a, couple, a couple guys. Uh, probably not Pat. Probably Pat I don't know. Right? I think that would be interesting. I, I, I don't like to hear know. What I don't know. We'll, see. we'll <laughs> figure that out when we get there next week. Um, we're also going to uh, introduce part two of our um, LGBTQ plus podcast. Uh, because we didn't get to near half of the stuff that we wanted to go over. The history. It's um, a common theme here on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> so we are going to continue um, with that after Death Note. Um, week four, we're going to be covering uh, Pets Appreciation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hold on, Pets Appreciation? No, pets? not pets. pets. Pets Appreciation, like dogs, cats, uh, dogs rabbits. Dogs cats. The hell? Yeah. Yes, we're going to talk about how much cats saved our lives during quarantine. Yeah. And dogs. And dogs. All the Did I say babies. cats? You I meant yeah, to say pets, cats. but I'm biased because I have a cat. That's okay. And he definitely saved my life. <laughs> yeah. He also tried to take it. But <laughs> such are cats. If you want to hear that story, you better read that episode. <laughs> um, and lastly, we're going to finish off the season with a podcast about being bicultural, bilingual, and confused in the United States, Ooh. which does not only relate to me, but also to Gabby, partially, um, to Navi, mm -hmm. to Rana, and basically every normie on the couch that you know. Yeah. yeah I'd also <laughs> say uh, Chris Bree Spidey. Yes. Yeah. Thomas. Yes. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. So uh, if you're interested in any of those, please tune in every Friday in the morning. We are here for you. Um, but today, today, we're going to be talking about Black Widow, Black Widow. which the three of us. Yeah, we did something fun yesterday, something we haven't done in a long time. In a long time. It felt long forbidden. Time. <laughs> but we went to the movies. Yeah, we did. We were surrounded by strangers who yeah. were all breathing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> they were also uh, my. I, I was very excited that people weren't acting an ass in the movie theaters. Yeah. Yes. There has come times before where you know felt like I was I was worried there was gonna be like it was the first time we're back out to the theaters in a while and people are gonna be all trying to yuck it up and, and crack jokes like the shit that we do on the couch. You know when we're talking over dialogue, it's because like that's like You're our job. Reacting. But like yeah. when I'm when I'm at a movie theater, I want everybody to shut the fuck up. Depends on the yeah. movie theater. Actually, <laughs> I no, I always want that. 
I was a little nervous about that too, honestly, but I was like very into my popcorn. I was yeah. shoveling into my popcorn. <laughs> into my mouth. I missed movie theater popcorn. Yeah. If anyone else did too, let me know. Cause it was something I really, really missed over COVID. Wow. <laughs> yes. Also, also very last thing is that maybe some movie theaters are, maybe some movie experiences are supposed to be wild as fuck. I heard seeing yeah. uh, Straight Outta Compton was fucking lit. That would have been a different experience, I feel like. Or when we saw us in North Miami, if next time if I just prepare myself to be like, it's going to be hood as fuck and it's going to be loud and like, we're not going to be able to actually watch the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe two viewings. Yeah. Us was tough because that was actually like suspenseful and there was a lot of like quiet moments that could not be enjoyed. Just jokes. Everybody was jokes were actually out. funny, but, but still. I know how y'all feel now. Anyway. Um... I also want to explain why Rana is not here. It's because the rest of the people just watched uh, Black Widow. So there's also going to be a reaction on available on the Normies channel. So you should definitely check it out ooh, by the ooh, end ooh. of today or tomorrow. We'll see how fast we are able to get that out to you guys. And last announcement before we get to the meat of this podcast is new podcast is coming up. Chris, do you want to tell us more about it? Yeah. Hey, guys. Over here on camera number one, because I am actively prepared. Also, it's kind of hard to tell which camera is going to be on. We need yeah. like, lights or something. Yeah. You guys are doing good. You Thank guys you. do a well job. A Thanks. well job. A well uh, job. <laughs> so we're going to be doing another podcast, guys. Listen here. A while ago, and we should probably do a skit about it because it was hilarious. Hot tub podcasts were a top tier thing. We pivoted to quickly get a hot tub on deck so that we can do the dad bod podcast. Which we were going to be able to do, but then other dad bots beat us to it because, well, they probably already had hot tubs on deck. So now our office has a hot tub in it, and we don't exactly have the means necessary to start doing that podcast all the way. So in the future, we're going to be bringing back the Talking Normies podcast. It's just going to be happening in a hot tub, and it's going to be fun. We will be discussing occasional dad bot episodes where we just kind of sit around and be a bunch of uh, pre-dads goofing around in a hot tub, which sounds kind of homoerotic but you know if you're into that you're into that and then um we're gonna be talking about shows like we used to do lots of hairy nipples yeah lots i remember that of hairy nipples yeah uh, women have hairy nipples too <laughs> and i think that it's really uh disencouraging that you're, you're talking about the, the boys like that all right our bodies are beautiful i don't want to look like a seal i want to be the man rug that i am yeah you speaking got of man rugs <laughs> well we have a visitor um so now that we're done with the announcements, let's just get to it. Mm -hmm. For those of you who don't want to get spoiled at all on a movie and haven't seen a movie. You're going to have to bounce. Come back in 15. We yeah. should be done talking about that movie and we're just going to talk about other female characters in the Marvel Universe. But um, regardless, for those of you ones. who want to st stay, we are going to avoid like the major plot points yeah. and major spoilers in this discussion so you can still be able to enjoy the movie but you know there are certain things that we are going to talk about mm -hmm. that might seem like a spoiler so stay or yeah. leave at your own discretion or please come back or in 15 or mute go and watch the movie yes. then catch the normies reaction that's coming out later and then catch this podcast episode over on the normies podcast channel and then after that's that, the plan. That's the plan. Yeah. Catch knowledge. Catch oh knowledge. <laughs> There's a spider on your back. <laughs> Where is it? I got it. Oh, Where is it? Oh, I took a Sorry. picture of a spider eating a thing earlier today. Anyway, uh, onto it. I would also like to say, hey guys, um, I'm usually behind the camera, so I'm thinking about things like this. Let me know how uh, the audio sounds. Let me know how that sync is, because I think your boy locked it in the whole kitchen sink, baby. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I would like to start this discussion. Uh, about Black Widow, the movie of yes. 2021, <laughs> by the statement that was that is from a Time article that I um, found online during my research, and I love the way it's written, and I'm kind of appalled that this is an actual fact. Yeah. So let me just go ahead and read that, and then we can talk about it. For 10 years, more white men named Chris headlined Marvel movies than women and actors of color combined. It took 17 movies for the Marvel Cinematic Universe to introduce a female villain who was um, Kate Blanchett in 2017 Thor Ragnarok and 21 to debut a solo female lead, which was Brie Larson in uh, 2019 Captain's Marvel. Now, 11 years later, 11 years after she first appeared on screen, the MCU's first major female character is finally getting her own movie. Finally. Yeah. After 11, 11 years. years. 
Um, and her first appearance is in Iron Man 2, mm-hmm. um, where she is extremely... A sex object. Hypersexualized <laughs> in a way that is... I don't know how they got greenlit 10, just, just 11 years ago. Yeah. Um, they, um, she's like in the boxing ring with Hulk or what? It's she's like ha- in a boxing ring. She's with, with happy with a guy. Oh, with happy, which is yeah. John from real. Yeah, yeah. And they're just like shocked that, uh, a fit person can fight yeah. <laughs> or is it strong. Yeah. Um, about that specifically, I think it's cool that they didn't get into like the flanderization of the characters, which is a thing when a character starts off a certain way and then like the traits about them that are like them get like so condensed into them that after like X amount of times, they are almost like a parody of themselves. Like she actually grew as a character and like her depiction on screen has grown over time instead mm-hmm. of being like, oh, she's the sexy one who people don't think is sexy and then it stays that forever till 11 years later where it's just like you know over the top and Mm. they didn't go that route which could have been a thing but luckily in today's times we don't do that so much no more flanderization and also over sexualizing of people on screen which if you remember on our episode two of super secret girls club i actually brought her up as one of my uh in my list of like badass women. Um, and I said that I, when I first like was introduced to her, I didn't like her because I was like, oh, Scarlett Johansson, like she's just like eye candy in this movie. And like, mm-hmm. that was kind of shitty of me. And I agree that it was, but like. She was eye candy though. She but was. She, yeah. You have to see through the potential, candy, which is yeah. hard to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. I feel like the character was definitely stripped at that time of a lot of like what could have been you know, and was just purely, a, she was a badass, she could fight, but yeah. like there was not much of a substance to her. Right. Then like when she, when, when she started to like try to help out, um, Cap, uh, not Cap, Hulk. Uh, Hulk. Yeah. She was trying to help Hulk, like calm him down. Like you could see that she has like a soft angle and that she has like compassion, but um, we didn't really get to learn much about it until until this very movie well i mean she also sacrificed herself in the yeah uh, uh, end game but um you see her do a lot in uh winter soldier as well i'm just gonna speak up for the movies that are uh or that you guys probably haven't seen in a minute but i think i watched winter soldier pretty recently she does a really good job at playing off of chris um Evans? Chris Evans, uh, Captain America. I was going to call him Hemsworth. Like, my brain literally <laughs> got into Chris. <laughs> all Wait, the Chris. All the Chris. Yeah. She does a really good job at playing off Captain America and his almost Boy Scoutness that he brings to the table. She's not able, she doesn't like take that and turn it into something it shouldn't be, but she's like kind of starts to be like, hey, this is what the world really is. Like, we're kind of spies. We do like clandestine shit. And just because you have on a Captain America outfit doesn't mean that like you're not going to get dirtied up with this. And then that's when they start revealing that a bunch of people in S.H.I.E.L.D. is actually Hydra and mm-hmm. Cap like kind of gets his eyes open to the world which pushes him even further to where he's at on whatever side of the spectrum he is on uh, by the time he gets to civil war Mm -hmm. and like that's a big part due to natasha Mm -hmm. and then even at the end of that movie i think she ends up doing like uh which i guess would technically probably be like one hour after the end of the black widow movie she does like a senate hearing or something where she's being like um having like a, a deposition she's being deposed i forget what the word for it is but they're like She's like spilling all the beans. She's like, Yo, this is what happened. This is what happened. Like she's like declassifying shit. Like she's like briefing the whole entire world on it. And like that's it because Captain America can't do that because one, now he's on the run. But two, he's um, he's he's too much of a Boy Scout. Like you need to hear that coming from a spy. You need mm-hmm. to hear that coming from someone who used to be a Russian agent. You need to hear that like mm-hmm. that realness. Yeah. I appreciate that. So <laughs> the movie that we watched last night, Black Widow, that occurs. Right before Winter Winter Soldier, that occurs right after. Right after, winter, yeah, after right the after. Sokovia Accord. Okay, yes, yeah. All right, my bad. Yeah, right. So not right after Winter Soldier. It occurs right after uh, Civil War. Civil War. My bad, y'all. Don't don't roast me. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, right after Civil War. Yeah, because yeah, she was talking you. about how all of her friends are in jail because they're all in jail at the end of Civil War, and she got to go break them out. Yeah. Yep. Um. Wait. What? At the end of Civil War, uh, Ant Man. Oh, oh, um, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Sorry, yes. Hawkeye. True. Well, I mean, that's also how... Mm, never mind, I was about to say a spoiler. No hey. spoilers. <laughs> so, okay. do you guys feel that the movie kind of, like, was a redemption for that idea that we had where she was just eye candy? Like, do you think that they did her justice in the movie? 
For me, uh, I do. Um, I'm not one of y'alls. <laughs> I'm not a, a, a lady, so I, I don't know. I just look at it from the way that I look at it. Also, fun fact, if I haven't mentioned it a hundred times, very proud fact, raised by women's grandma, auntie, mama, all of them, grew up little sister, you know, shout outs to them. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I look at myself as an ally and I think that, yeah, they did well. I think that she, you saw softer sides of her. You saw harder sides of her. Mm-hmm. I knew in the beginning when they were showing the little redhead girl, I was like, they want us to think that that's Scarlett Johansson. I was like, but it's not like she's the kind of older sister that's like a little tougher. And like, I, I like that. And I appreciated the way that she's depicted in this movie because it makes her feel more whole like yeah. you can be a super murdery badass and also have your softer moments and yeah. care about your little sister just like yeah. tony stark can be tony stark but still be wildly in love with pepper and also still like you know i love you 3000 with his daughter yeah. but also still be able to blow up danos's face like yes yeah i personally think that this movie was amazing um i definitely think it was a good pivot from what the black widow used to be depicted as to yeah you know where we are now and i also think that you know if this movie was filmed 10 years ago it would be an entirely different movie and i only think that we got this type of movie because of the progress we've made over the last 10 years Patty in terms James. of like you know me too movement yep. contributed by a large but all just all the shift in hollywood and you know just from like the studios being more open to you know, just invest in the idea of having female lead and see if they can, you know, turn around and come up with a bag of money just like they do with male leads. Yeah. Yep. And turns out that you can. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope that this movie will continue to, you know, show I that there should be more of these. Yeah, absolutely. I think we would do a little bit of a disjustice to not shout out to Wonder Woman and Patty Jenkins because that was probably like, oh, women can make money too. Just like, mm-hmm. and I understand like, sorry, this is why I'm not going to I'm I'm going to be here for anyone standing for this movie. Like sure, it's got its flaws. I'm like sure we could like critique it, but if you look at this movie and you're just like fuck, yeah, representation. I'm hyped for it. Same way I feel about Black Panther. Like you can't ask me what my favorite Marvel movie is cuz it's going to be uncomfortably biased. Does Black <laughs> Black Panther have a kind of yeah. shitty fight scene at the end? Yes. Is it my favorite Marvel movie? Yes. Is Killmonger <laughs> not one of the best villains ever? Yes. yes. So like <laughs> The way that people are going to be like, oh, you like Black Widow just because like it's a movie with a woman? You're like, well, partially, yeah, because like yeah. I'm getting full <laughs> representation. Also, mm-hmm. you know, Marquette will talk about the other things that she likes about the movie. I can speak yeah, for her. <laughs> definitely. I was, um, I was so refreshed by the fact that I'm trying to. I'm not going to spoil anything, but like that Black Widow's drive does not come from love or like yeah. mm-hmm. a betrayal, like a love story. You know? Yes. Um, that was huge for me because I was almost expecting it because I feel like most of the time, like that's sort of what happens in these scenarios is like yeah. the woman is heartbroken and then she goes for revenge and then that's targeting. her story. Yeah. And uh, for that to not be the case with this movie, I think was a mm-hmm. huge move. Yeah, absolutely. I want to add that this movie truly, this movie and WandaVision series truly made me realize how important representation is because you know i'm i'm a white person so obviously i've had a lot of representation Mm -hmm. but at the same time um russian people slavic people in general are or always portrayed as the accent as you know like fucking stupid like either stupid or just pure evil Mm -hmm. or they're just like goons with muscles or they listen to terrible music. <laughs> okay, well, hold on. I've Which heard the music I you listen, listen to. to great music. <laughs> listen, <clears throat> what I'm trying to say is that um, WandaVision and Black Widow are the f- first like major blockbuster titles where I truly felt like that that part of the world is getting just representation. And I've never really like experienced that before. I just like took it for granted that like, you know, whenever there's somebody on screen who seemingly looks like my dad, it's obviously a villain, you know? <laughs> she actually dad. tapped me on the shoulder in the, during the movie yeah. and said, well, I mean, like my dad. And that happened also, that guy was a villain. So like it happened in this movie as well, but there was enough of these characters that I could see myself and I could see my family in, the, in, in uh, Black Widow's family. And that was great for me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I think that w- this movie is probably like one of my favorite 
um, Marvel movies. And I mean, like, you can... Uh, yes, it is one because she's a woman and yeah. it's two because she is literally from my culture. So, like... And she's experiencing the same things because I'm in America now and, I'm, and like, my Western dad is always like, you are, you are under the Western indoctrination. She talks to me like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I do see myself in this yeah. um, character... And I love it, and I think there's nothing wrong about it. Like, yeah. I mean, the more representation, the better. Yep. So, hold up. Is it bad to say that we like this movie because she's a woman lead? So, I noticed... Mm, okay, can I say? Yeah. There's some... I, I just want to say there's some comments um, that I noticed in the last reaction to, to Fast and Furious where people are calling out Corey for liking a, a character for being a, an Asian woman. <laughs> Because she's an Asian woman too. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, you can just, in a story, you will always relate to the person that is more close yes. to yeah, your to culture your and background. Yeah. You will understand their motives the best. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing wrong with it. Can, uh, specifically <laughs> just, about that too, let's say that this woman, and I don't know which Fast and Furious movie, Furious movie it is. It, oh, Drift. cool. Yeah. So she's an Asian American woman, which already means that, hey, she's going to understand some things that I understand culturally that I can't actively explain to somebody just like just like not even just being black because we have such a wide variety of cultures but if you meet some if i meet someone that's black from the midwest and like that's it like we we get each other on a level already that's like slightly different from anywhere else and we don't have to talk about it. it's already mm-hmm. understood so yeah identifying with the character and then liking them because of that is great and then saying that like i like the movie because of that and still being able to admit the flaws of the movie i think is the most ideal way to go about things because that's like how it should be like you can like, man, there's plenty of, all right, The Wiz, I just recently had to, you guys, you, I know you probably haven't seen The Wiz, we'll talk about it later. Uh, I just had to recently admit to my aunt that I like The Wiz, because I heard Ease On Down the Road, and I was like, damn, Ease On Down, Ease On, which I think The Wiz is a terrible movie, but I love the music, but it's also huge for the culture, and like, that's how things are sometimes. They're like, damn, that thing's not critically great, but it's huge for the culture, so we fucking put on for it. And so if someone's like, I like this movie because there's a female lead, I don't think that that's shallow. I think no. that that means that, hey, there's not a great representation of like female leads in big blockbuster movies like this. You know what I mean? And then being like, this is why I like it. But also I like it for these other reasons, too, because mm-hmm. I think that people get worried that you might like the movie for a shallow reason. No. Like if I was like, I like this movie so, because Chris Pratt's in and he's got the same name as me. Like I could tell you so many other reasons why I absolutely love this movie, mm-hmm. but I do not want to spoil things. Yeah. And we would get into spoiler territory if I had to. uh explain myself further which i don't think that i need to do i just like this movie <laughs> it was a really really good movie probably yes. one of the best i've seen in a while mm-hmm. well, and the fact that we were in the theaters just made everything so much better yeah, yeah they overloaded <laughs> us with trailers i was about to have a mini oh. panic attack they're like what if we did literally like 30 minutes of straight ongoing loud ass it's gonna explode like yeah. jesus <laughs> I was, start the movie this was my first like IMAX experience. It wasn't. I guess. I guess I chose the fake IMAX. And Chris technically, it's called Limax, but yes, Limax. I chose the <laughs> Limax here in town. Uh, anyways, but it was my first. I'm from a small town, and we have like one, two movie theaters, and they're tiny. But um, it was my first experience with like all of the speakers being yeah. around me, and it's a I, overwhelming. It was very overwhelming. Oh wow. Well, we're gonna have to ease you into <laughs> the actual IMAX. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have a couple of um, things in the chat we should bring oh, yes. up. Ooh, so middle camera. Scar's nephew asks, "So was Black Widow critically great?" Hmm, critically, I think it's going to do well critically. Uh, I liked it. I really couldn't see. I I feel like to do well critically, all you need to do is have a solid story, good acting, and like no major flaws, and mm-hmm. it had all those things. Also, mm-hmm. it's going to be like one of the first movies people go back and see in uh the theater so even if it doesn't do well critically it's gonna make dollars out the ass right yeah yeah so critically i'm gonna say yeah i'll say that critics will like it they'll have a couple of negative things to say but not a lot i think it's gonna feel like a breath of, breath of fresh air do you think maybe yeah. they'll critique the storyline or some mm. of the uh production mm. I mean, out of all the things you could critique about it are the things you could critique about every Marvel movie. There's a couple true. of car crashes where you're like, how the fuck are y'all still alive? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and there's a couple true. of moments yes. where the movie's like, I'm still being funny. And it's like, yes, Marvel, we get it. Sometimes Marvel can push the push being a little too funny, mm-hmm. which kind of takes away from more serious scenes. But it's still like, at this point, you come to expect this from a Marvel um, movie. Just like I come to expect like certain things from a like Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of the funny... 
moments in this movie are carried by Natasha's sister. Mm-hmm. And I just loved her portrayal. Mm-hmm. And I like this is the first movie I've ever seen with this actress. What's her name? Flo- Florence Pugh. That's because you haven't Pugh. seen Midsommar. Yeah, I haven't seen Midsommar. Uh, so she's in it. that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. Stop. <laughs> um, so I lo- I like instantly fell in love. And I think that all the jokes... They were kind of like family oriented and they're mm-hmm. just, I just like they were jokes that I personally enjoyed because I could relate to them again. They and got a um, lot of comedy out of yeah. the two of them without yes. it being a lot of like a family kind of sibling comedy sibling without it comedy, being like jokey, jokey, jokey. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so all the gags that they did with uh, Red Guardian, uh, David Harbour. Yeah. Hopper. Well, all the jokes that they did with him are more like uh, kind of like, oh, you get it. Like, he's a bit of a goof. He's a fucking slapstick character. Like, they did mm-hmm. a lot of those jokes. That was, those a jokes little, are like that was a little overloaded. Immediately funny to get in the ones that they go a little heavy on. But, like, the kind of, like, quippiness between two siblings, those are the kind of jokes that yes. they were on. I was like, these are good. And these show, like, a love and care for the characters that you don't immediately get in a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Speaking yeah. of which, we'll be talking about some sisterly love later. Sister yeah. Love. I mean, um, if you guys are ready to move on um, so that we can actually talk freely about characters that had fears of spoilers, we can move on in this discussion. Hold on. What? Iron Man 2 is the first appearance of Black Widow after boxing scene, Fit Woman Can Fight. Who is she? Tony asks to which Pepper replies, potentially a very expensive harassment lawsuit. Tony. Sexual harassment. Oh, sexual harassment lawsuit. Uh, Tony, after Googling for photos of Natasha and her underwear quips, I want one. Yeah. How why, why are you reading it around, like now? We already talked about, about, we're about to move. We didn't specifically mention that one specific thing. We're about to move away from it. But but we talked about it. We talked about it, but we didn't mention it before we move on to the discussing the Marvel heroine. Listen to this super secret girls club move. You are here. literally throwing off our vibe. Yeah. What the did hell you, did you invite me Did you me tuck then? it in? Did I tuck it in? No, I tucked it out. <laughs> Clearly. All right. All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> so, bird person, Chris. Yes. Would you like to tell us who your favorite uh, Marvel heroines are? Yeah. Do I have to have a specific order, or do I have to name reasons now? No, or can just, I just rattle just, them? Just rattle them yeah. now, and then uh, what we can do is we can find some, some common, common ones and talk mm-hmm. about them first, and then we can talk about Bat- other ones. Uh, Gamora, Nebula, Okoye, Shiri, Valkyrie, Scarlet Witch. Agatha motherfucking Harkness, hey. uh, Carly Morgenthau, and uh, Nakia, and then Sylvie. Nice. Cool. Oh, heads up, I haven't seen Loki. Oh. I will not spoil you. All right, then. We won't we talk about Sylvie, talk about but just Sylvie. let it know that, like... It's on my list. Sylvie's a G. Sorry. Sylvie's yeah. pretty cool. No, I'm excited. I... Yeah. Um... Do you want to... Do you, do you want to... You got uh, it. Tell you? Okay. So mine, um, obviously, I have... Wanda Maximoff and Ooh. Natasha Romanoff. Um, <laughs> Both of their names end in off. Yeah. Obviously. Um, <laughs> I have Nakia, um, Monica Rambo, nice. and Captain Marvel. I have it like on the same level. Um, Gemma Simmons, Can Agent we... May, and Carly Morgenthau. Hey. Nice. Are a couple of the people on your guys' list from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Uh, Gemma two of Simmons and Agent May. So I can't believe I forgot about Simmons and May. I feel terrible. Wow. I also have not seen Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But I think it's really good. <laughs> okay, I'm going to cross out the characters that we are not going to talk about. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. We're going to talk about Jenna Simmons and Agent May in the first season. And a little bit. Anything. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. All right. My list <laughs> is Shuri, yep. uh, Gamora, Black Widow, Okie and freaking Pepper Potts. Pepper Potts. <laughs> the actual girl Potts. boss of all girl bosses yeah. ever. The, yeah, the first girl boss. I literally was going to say that's on my... Oh. Oh. I didn't mean to step on your line. <laughs> her thunder, right. But yeah, Pepper Potts. Um, yeah, she gets left out. Yeah. Yeah. I do like Pepper. It's just after I, I was doing my research and I found out that li- the terrible line they gave her. Yeah. I was just like, oh, why did you do that? <laughs> I think I'm more put off by uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's goopness but also oh yes and while <laughs> i do absolutely i appreciate all the things that pepper Potts does in the real world she'd be like a lady jeff bezos and i'd be like yeah. i hate you just as much as i hate him but really yeah. i don't think i don't know i don't know running i don't feel that way about her no I like, all right I like maybe pepper. i'm a little too hard on she's all right she just um, needs to make the list so i noticed that there are no um in our list 
there's no appearance of any of like the the f feminization of like characters like Hulk, like She-Hulk. Like She-Hulk. Well, She-Hulk's yeah. not even around. Or a Spider-Woman. Like, how do you guys? Oh, Spider-Gwen. How do you guys That's feel cool. about like when there are characters that are like originally male mm -hmm. and then then suddenly there's like a female version of that character. How, cool. how does that make you guys feel? Because I kind of feel a certain way about it, but so, I want to hear from you first. I think from the history of it, it's one of those things that, all right. So the world's made by right-handed people. <laughs> and they don't know that the world's made for them. They're just doing the things that they think is natural. And then eventually when they get that pointed out, they're like, oh, we should make some left-handed shit. And I kind of feel like that's how it goes. Like, And correct me if I'm wrong, dear, dear, dear comic book nerds about the history on it. But the way that I see it, it's much more like, oh, hey, Hulk's really popular. We should do a She-Hulk so that the girls have a Hulk to love. Or like, oh, hey, Spider-Man's really popular. We should spin off and do a Spider-Gwen so the girls can love. Oh, hey, Captain America's really popular. We should make him black because black people live in America, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Spider-Man should be Donald Glover, which I would have 100% been down for. But mm -hmm. instead, oh we God. get Miles Morales. And guess what? Miles is now a fully fleshed out character. So... Mm -hmm. It's one of those things that, like, you know, when Jack Kirby and Stanley were writing this, they weren't thinking about their white male privilege. They were just doing what came natural to them because mm -hmm. that's how motherfuckers operate. And then after mm -hmm. a while, they're like, yo, we have a chance here to do more. And they did more in the stupid ham-fisted way that men do more. <laughs> they put a, a wig on a character and was like, that's that's the new character now. Yeah. She, he's a she, and that's how it is. And like, if they all the same things, or even like the invention of Wonder Woman was because Homie was into bondage and shit. And he's like, she's got this rope and she ties her up, and like, Wonder Woman loses all of her powers if you tie her up. Because man, it was a. Because he thought that was cool. Because no one told him that it wasn't. And then eventually they're able to spin it off to Wonder Woman being as badass as Wonder Woman actually is now. Except for the last movie. But I think uh, it's we annoying. We don't talk about that movie. It's annoying for what it was back in the day. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, I think that we can and we do do better. And that mm -hmm. we will continue to do better. Mm -hmm. Like the passing of the mantle for Captain America um, to... Sam, Sam was such was done super well yeah, and the type absolutely. of thing that like really if it would have happened any other way would have been read as fake because like yes. how are you going to be a black man in America that's about to represent America and not think that like you're about to get hate on all sides it's about to be a whole thing it's about to be a whole fucking thing yeah and like they handled that in a way that it's like thank you yeah a whole entire season exactly <laughs> built up to my man picking up a shield cool so and your your answer is like yes because you think the motive behind it has changed over the years yeah i think the motive has changed and i think we can do it well nice yeah yeah i would agree um my knowledge of the marvel cinematic universe is very limited i've only seen the movies in the, like in the order that you're supposed to watch it i am oh is the spider in my hair now yes. oh my god it's good oh ah! watchdog literally said at that moment gabby turned into spider again <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I'm oh, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just need to address something. There was one time in um, one day during our marriage where for some reason Chris thought it would be a good idea after he killed a bug in our bedroom to smear it on my back. Oh. And we literally nearly broke up. And I made it very, very clear that if he ever does that again, we are going to divorce. I have not done it since. And... I don't know what he was doing behind me. <laughs> Putting the spider on the floor. I have doubts <laughs> that the spider is actually on the floor. It's on the floor. I feel like it is in my t-shirt. No, it's on and the floor. And I am panicking. <laughs> it's like a little weird that like we are being harassed by a spider while talking about Black Widow. Oh, that yeah. is true. Like this, th we live in a simulation. I'm gonna go pray now. <laughs> Can I have another uh, notes paper? Mine's what were we talking about? Guts. We were um, talking about. Oh, I was saying that my, my knowledge of uh, MCU is kind of limited. I don't know anything about the comics or anything like that. So I have I seen any of these characters that we're referring to? Um, you've seen Wanda. You've seen Natasha. You've seen Nakia. You've no, no, seen no. Wait, we're talking about no, the, not, not the, these. <laughs> the feminized. Like gender oh. bending. Oh, gender oh, no, no, no. No, no. Yes. no you haven't. You have, have, you seen, um, have you seen Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah. Okay, so, so Spider-Gwen. Spider okay. Yeah. Even, even, even Miles Morales is kind of like you know like identity bending yeah yeah okay yeah um i think personally that the new new titles like um falcon and the winter soldier or um in 
Into the Spider-Verse yeah. mm-hmm. are really um, well done. And I think that, I guess there has had, had to be like a progression. We couldn't jump from, you know, point A to point C. We yeah. had to go through point B and point B was kind of shitty. And we <laughs> but, even, but we are here now and it's pretty good. Just a quick uh, observation I have of that too. Um, well, people started gender bending characters like online in places like DeviantArt, and then it became oh, like, yeah. a thing to do all the way up until the point that like Cake and Fiona from Adventure Time are like literally like an homage <laughs> to that. Yes. Like, oh, you just took everybody and changed their genders, and it's like, yeah, but- I did, but the stories are still essentially the same. But like, mm. like all like that's become almost a part of like nerd culture now. Yeah. It's like, yeah. can I gender bend this? Canonically, they are actually the Ice King's fan fiction. Oh yeah, that's right. So he's gender bending them. He's writing it. Oh yeah, Ooh, yes, so yes. So yeah. So the one character that we have common uh, commonalities here is Carly Morgenthau. She's one of the newer character. She is. Is she a villain? Yeah. Also, let's not talk too much. Have you seen? Yeah, I've seen. Okay. That. okay. We can talk about Carly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so why why do you is like she a Carly? You just oh, said she was a villain. No, I, th- I definitely she, think she's a she? villain. No, I was I was asking. Is she a villain? I don't know. Like. I mean, uh, her her means the what she wanted to do was noble, but the way she went about it was not. Yeah. Um, I definitely think she's a villain, but I also think that she had a lot of potential, a, so, a lot that kind of got wasted. So it's like an example of like, I'm seeing in the character what could have been, and mm-hmm. also the uh, actress who plays her is uh, Aaron. I forget your last name, but she plays almost the exact same role or a very similar role in Solo. It's something about her innocentness and her like unassumingness that is very good and also putting a young face to kind of like this displacement problem makes a lot more sense than putting like an older face to it because like if you think about any of the things that are happening on like our border specifically it involves a lot of young people and it involves the kind of like she represents like the type of person who would rise through those issues to be like yeah like i'll be a leader and like people would give her even more clout because she's a young girl who doesn't look like she should be rolling around here blowing motherfuckers heads off but Mm -hmm. yeah I really like Carly because I don't see her as a villain. I mean, she does terrible things, but I'm and I'm not trying to excuse it, but she legitimately is trying to find a solution for half of the population yeah, that's like- displaced and nobody really is addressing it in an adequate manner. Um, and it, it does... If I lived post-blip and I like blipped back and... Someone found out it, it would just like I, I don't know how what I would think would be fair like maybe I would I would probably try to like settle somewhere else but the question then is like where like is there a room like yeah if if, if if my only option is to be in like asylum home or something then I would obviously be annoyed because I just like I won't I used to live in a house I used to pay my mortgage like I used to like I have stuff, like, I have rights, you know? Yeah. And it yeah. seems like the people post-Blip didn't really get anything unless they were, like, extremely powerful. Then those positions were given to them immediately. You know, like, all of that got restored without seemingly a problem. Then what? what is the problem with the rest of the population? Yeah. They so were, that's where I think that her fight is justified. Yeah, like, her motives were based on being her being oppressed yeah yep. and so. standing up literally for like half of the world's population yep. yeah i guess it does make you hard to be a villain she'll yeah. kill 15 people or so yeah She's still a villain to me. <laughs> well do you think that the the agent is a villain then what agent the uh who used wanted to be captain america what was his name john walker john walker oh john walker i see john walker as a bit of a a tool i guess i mean it's hard to call all right so i guess what He's working within the system, so it's harder to call him a villain. I would look at him as a villain if I was Carly and them, 100%. If I was mm-hmm. blipped, I'd be like, yeah, fucking villain. Like, look at this dude running around here thinking he's Captain America. He's, like, murdering a man over here on fucking sovereign soil with the shield. So, yeah, no. <clears throat> Drugged out of his mind. Not here for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, even after what happened to Lamar, like, I still don't think that, like, that should have went down that way. I think that he has to have better control. Mm-hmm. I think that if you're going to be the world's police... Yeah. That you should be wearing a body cam and get your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, if I was, I think it really depends on the side. Like, it'd be really hard to be a person who made it through the blip and then, like, looking at people coming back from the blip and being like, damn, you guys 
don't have a place to be. But like, what about me for the last five years? Like, I look at, you know, what I mean, like you could it could go either side. And because it's 50 50 down the middle, it'd be a really hard argument to have. It'd be one of the probably most polarizing yeah. things on the planet. So yeah. I think the most jarring thing and the most unjust thing about the whole blip transition is that the powerful people suffered no like they were literally returned back to their posts. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can see as soon as they turn. Yes. With the rest of the people were just like, well, we're here now and we are displaced. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. That was like there were things handled differently. Like some yeah. people are better than others. It was just overall not handled well. It was probably It was not handled well, which <laughs> tells you it's the most realistic yeah. thing about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure if it actually happened, that is how it would happen. Oh, my God. Because Can't, we know people. Just worldwide refugees. Yeah. Like, ah, yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck them. <laughs> I didn't really like come to these conclusions until after I had watched the whole, se- like, the whole season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So Carly Morgana, definitely an interesting character. Mm-hmm. Wish we um, got more of her. Maybe they'll pull some shenanigans and we will. They always do. Gabby, <laughs> why is Shuri on your list? She's also on Chris's list. E- so do you want to go first? I already talked about her a little bit in episode two. So if uh, you wanna- yeah. Oh, so here's the thing about Shuri. One, she's a great little sibling roasting her older brother. Two, because um, uh, Iron Man and Hulk weren't around Hulk, a.k.a. you know, Bruce Banner. She's the smartest person on the planet. She's going to be the one person that's going to be able to help with the Infinity Stone. Like, they set her up like this. And she's also can throw panther hands, mm-hmm. which is tight. So, like, she's a jack of all trades. She's young. She's smart. Like, these are the kind of people we want. We want women in the STEM field. Yes. <laughs> but, like, once again, yada, 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 some, some, some representation. Like, it's just good to see. Like, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you don't know if you can be a space astronaut until, you know, you see somebody that look like you doing it. Sometimes you don't know you can be a scientist that can roast your other brother and also save the world by taking a, uh, you know, space rock out of a synthesoid's head until you see somebody else that look like you doing it. Yeah. yeah. And Sherry's funny. Yeah. She is. She's responsible yeah. for a lot of stuff, too. Like, she's made, she made all of T'Challa's gear, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, like, he's, he's a badass, too, but... Um, like he probably wouldn't be as big of a badass without her. Yeah. So she's the cue to his James Bond. And she has an awesome sense of humor. We love that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I do love Shuri as well. Um, but I out of all the women of Wakanda, I appreciate Nakia yeah. the most. Young spy. I, I really like her diplomacy. Cause even though she has like, you know, muscle power. And she has the entire, um, what are they called? The the female um, No, no, army. so okay, oh, Okoye has the Dora Milaje. Dora Milaje. But, but I mean, she works with them too. She's like a spy though. Oh. So the Dora Milaje are like the king's guard. And right, like right. The people that are going to get out there and mix it up. Uh, Nakia works on like the back like level spy shit. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Well, I take that back. However, she still has, you know, her own muscle. And um, she uses it only when she has to like she tries to rely on the power of her words and you see it a lot in the that's casino what scene. i appreciate about her talk the no casino scene the casino scene in uh, black casi- panther oh where, my like, god before everything pops off like okoye is kind of like ready yes. to go yes but then the is kind of like mm, like maybe we can like she's, she's ready to go too but she's like maybe there's a different way to do it because she's like statecraft like statecraft yeah. is yeah. important she gives good counsel to uh the black panther as well don't freeze, did he freeze? But uh, <laughs> I guess we spin that right off to then Okoye, yes. uh, uh, Danny Guerrera, uh, absolutely killing it. And then her just being like, I the she's got that pomp and circumstance. She's got that like, uh, I, I guess the word is like haughtiness of like royalty almost. But like she isn't royalty, but she's like a knight. She yeah. acts like a knight. She carries herself like that. And like there's no second guessing in what she does. There's no second guessing in what she says. And it, like nothing yeah. in what she, you know what I mean? Like she's yeah. not... Um, there's no need for statecraft because she's like, I'm sorry, I said something and you didn't do it, and now I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. It's a one to one, and like she's like Sir Lancelot, like that's yeah. awesome. And then like just like knowing that she's in the Dormelage and seeing like the Dormelage themselves, like even when they're in a uh, Black Panther, they're like, yeah, we got jurisdiction wherever we feel like it. And yeah. it's like, yeah. all right, one, <laughs> if this was any other group of people, I'd be super annoyed by that. Like if this was like you know Team America showing up, saying I'm like, oh my god, but then like. For them, it's they're doing that whole thing, but it's a little ridiculous and it's 
crazy. Yeah. It's all like Is that a dude? Yes. From I am. her like extreme loyalty to like yeah. how she even is like willing to turn on her husband who is fighting on the other side and she's like, without a doubt, I will I will hurt like I will hurt you for Wakanda. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, it's crazy. And that freaking scene in the casino where she like rips her wig off and like starts going, like that's freaking amazing. Yes. I love that scene. Yes. Um I am curious to know why Agatha Harkness made it on Chris's list. Uh, one, we need more villainesses. Is it the wink? It's the wink. It's the, <laughs> it's the Agatha all along. Uh, yeah. Literally Agatha. hilarious. Um, but also Catherine Hahn, like, holds it down. Like, that's it. Yes, like, she, she did. does a really good job acting this role. And, like, WandaVision was really fun, but without someone to play off of, I feel like, all right, so Wanda... Wanda got a really good job to, like, show her wide range of, like, her personality in this, right? But without um, an Agatha to bounce off of, it would have been hard for her, I think, to kind of, like, solidify that. Like, mm-hmm. Agatha's this nosy neighbor and, like, was able to do all this stuff cool. And, like, I like that. I like it when two characters can work together to, like, show these parts of each other. And Catherine Hahn killed it, like, all day long. Like She did. One of it. So. Yeah. That makes awesome. it. That makes it. Well. I mean, she's she's a good character to me. Like, I enjoyed her, but I don't. She was she was like, I don't know, maybe too comical. Yeah. You know, like I couldn't take her seriously half the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved it. And her background plus her, the homages. Her backstory. No, no, no. But like, no, I appreciate the humor. Like, it was uh, it was great. But like, as in, in terms of like, is this character like well developed? Is this character like relatable? Not really. You know what I mean? It's just. But her place is like comical relief and like something to bounce off of. Uh, Wanda was definitely like the best thing that could happen in that show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, legitimately, I'm going to give my answer like 50% to Agatha all along. This shit's still a box. (laughs) (laughs) I want to rewatch it. I was very emotional at the end of that. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Marquette's folded into a crying. I did. Yeah. I was a little napkin. All before. right, so then what about um? You know, I see that we have Gamora. Yeah. What about Gamora, how do you feel about Gamora, Gabby? Gamora is, um, awesome. She is also a badass, and I think like she holds that, I guess, title of like the deadliest woman in the universe, and yeah. like so, is Zoe Saldana. Mm-hmm. What I think so. the actress is it Zoe oh, Saldana? I'm not sure. I think so, actually. But um, I think that holds up because she was raised by Thanos, like. You know, mm-hmm. the guy that did the, the thing. Like, the snap in the Yeah, end. like she she probably is. And I feel like she was maybe almost like integral in like defeating him, you know? Because like she could help them like better understand and like lead them yeah. to like And her, her, him. her death was like one of the like, oh, not I guess all the deaths in the Marvel Universe are really real. But like yeah. it hit different because mm-hmm. it... Didn't it wasn't just about her death, but it was also about character development, like for Thanos too, and for her. She was like, "Why are you crying?" She was like, "Oh, you're gonna have to give everybody something to love. Like you don't love anything." And he looks at her, and in his fucking dark, stupid, twisted way, he's like, "No, I love you, and now I'm gonna kill you." Yeah. And it's just like she's like so appalled by it, and just her, like even her whole entire relationship to the whole entire Guardians of the Galaxy. Like I, I like that, and I like that she's able to like kind of be a part of that team without becoming like the motherly figure just because yeah. like she's the only like woman around before they get mantis but then she's also her relationship with her sister is one of the most important things of guardians 2 mm-hmm. whole entire movie about found family and then also in Endgame. yeah her relationship with her sister is what literally helps them to like figure things out and it's awesome mm-hmm. it feels like we're moving away from love stories and moving into family stories Thank you, Frozen. Did you notice that? You did. Yeah, it. Frozen did it first, for real. <laughs> yes. But it really does feel like the love is like shifting away from being like romantic you know, love romantic. to familiar. Yeah. Which exactly. I I like it, man. Especially with all these like uh, a lot of like the Avengers, even um in um Black Widow, they talked about like found family, like yeah, this fake family, but like you are my family, like that's that's what matters. Vin Diesel family means, but like, yeah, yeah that's what it, it, that matters a lot. I think, cause in your life, you will spend a lot of time with your real family, but you also spend a lot of time with different found families that you have and mm-hmm. different groups that have been put together. And like, mm-hmm. those are as important to you as the real ones, quote unquote. And for some people, 
the fake ones are ten times more real than the real yeah, ones. Yeah, absolutely. Like you don't have to be blood to be family. Yeah, you yeah. don't. Mm-hmm. You get to choose your tribe, which is tight. And a lot of the stuff in Marvel is kind of all about that. Yeah, I feel like a lot of <laughs> stuff is about that. I mean, but we're talking about Marvel right now, yeah. so I'm trying to. Really <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could talk and talk. You want to talk about the Snyder Cut? No, no, no. We could talk about the Snyder Cut. I don't watch it. I don't want to talk about the Snyder Cut. I'm all over the place. Um, <laughs> you guys are moving around enough on camera. So, um, do you want to talk about it? anybody else? Um, I don't think I don't, I don't think we have any more um, common oh, characters. The last one. Uh, I want to talk about Wanda. Wanda. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Wanda obviously reminds me a lot of she's my favorite, my sweetheart here because Aww. of the uh, whole Eastern Bloc feel, you know, former Soviet countries or former communist countries, and just the way that Wanda also dips back into the past into nostalgia for like refuge from like the terrible things in the future is me. If I can't sleep or if I'm having like a rough time, I will watch Futurama over again. That's it. And I know all y'all are probably on your 10th viewing of the office or some shit. So like, Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that, but also like older stuff. Like we were just watching uh married with children and just kind of diving back into like that part of nostalgia. That's like kind of gritty. And it's just like, this shit is silly. And I like love growing up with it. I love rewatching it. Like I like that. And I like that. That's what her mind defaults to. in like a tough situation and then also, like, uh, all right, so the episode where they did the Halloween thing and the uh, lady gave him a fish. And they're like, you remember back in uh, Sokovia when we got a fish for Halloween at one time? I literally, in Czech, the first time we watched this Czech movie, it's called Polishki. It's, like, <laughs> the number one Czech movie. But there's a moment where uh, they're, it's during Christmas time and they're in the bathroom uh, trying to have a holding their breath contest. Real silly shit. And there's a, a fish in the tub. And I'm like, yo, why the hell is there a fish in the tub? Like, this seems so culturally outside of the norm that I know. And Marquette's was like, we put a fish in the tub for Christmas to keep it fresh before what? we eat it. And it's like, and then you see the like old lady handing him a fish on Halloween. And I'm like, bro, that's not, that's not t- the fish in the tub thing, Gabby. It's Is fucking- it alive? Yeah, it's alive. Bitch is swimming around the tub, dog. It's a whole thing. It's a yeah. carp. I don't, I don't know who thought it would be a good idea to give kids a pet fish before Christmas and then serve it to them fried yeah. for dinner. I don't even understand how I was never traumatized by that. Or maybe I was. Maybe did you, you name? Did you like name the fish? Yeah. What was it? I don't remember. We had like we had one every year Imagine until I was like guy. seven or eight. Is so, it like? Do, are, my- do you still use the tub or like? Is it? Yeah. I mean, you just scrub it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. The fish, the fish goes in, in, in the morning, comes out at night. You shower the next day. No. Yeah. Also, yeah. since we're shitting on Europe, we're not shitting on Europe. We're not shitting. Sorry. Sorry. Since we're culturally sharing things about Europe, people are going to see this as shitting. I want to shout outs to all the little tiny bathtubs they have with the little spray handle thing. <laughs> I'd be in these bathtubs, like, <laughs> cupping my man titties with my little fucking spray handle. So I can't get water, but there's no curtain or anything. And I'm like, the fish is in the tub more comfortable than I am. I got to... So, anyway, Europe's cool. And seeing European representation inside... And I'm not just talking about, like, white folks. I mean, like, that hardcore... Damn, that shit is so like wildly different from anything I've ever seen. Yeah. Fish yeah. during Halloween. Yeah. That type of shit, I think is funny. It reminds mm-hmm. me of her. And that's why I like Wanda. Yeah. That's sweet. Oh. Wanda Wanda is definitely like my favorite character. Yeah. And I just I just want her to be happy. You know? <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> she's been through so much. And all I want for her is just like like the, when Vision died, I was just fucking broken. Which yeah. time? And I know, I know. And she had to kill him too. Yeah. And then he came back. Like, come on. Also, uh, Wanda, uh, when she gets mad, her accent comes out. Yes. Okay. So I didn't want to talk about the accent. So, and I forgot to mention that, but this kind of continues to the spiel I had about representation. Like, I felt like throughout, like living in the US, I've been trying to hide my accent and talk more like an American and I feel like I've been succeeding in like hiding where I'm from and now I'm kind of like disappointed at myself for ever yeah. trying to consciously do that yeah. but I was doing that because I didn't want to be like I am a Russian spy you know like, yeah. you know, like I don't want I'm not Russian in the first yeah. place and like that's the first impulse that people would have because mm, of my accent because of America. I mean we do hold like a bias like we talked about earlier against no. Russian people being evil, like yeah. So, I, I mean, yeah. maybe a sleeper. Can I ask you? Do you drop your articles on purpose when you do it, or is it just like a thing that happens? No, it's articles are just like um, not part of too. 
our language so we just don't think about using them i do i feel like i don't drop my you do sometimes i do i don't i never know if you're doing (laughs) it after reading seven eves which i'll mention every time i can get there's a russian character in this book who she drops her articles on purpose as Mm -hmm. like a as like a straight like show of force Mm -hmm. like a just to let you know that like i am a giant strong russian woman and like i will not let you forget it like i will drop my articles on purpose (laughs) i will drop when marquetta does it i never know i'm like fucking trying to intimidate me Maybe doing? maybe I do it subconsciously, you know. Maybe we are truly evil without our articles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, do we want to give any more? I do want to talk a little bit about Captain Marvel because I feel like that movie got a lot of negative rep, and the character is specifically portrayed by Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit. Have you seen? I didn't see it, but oh. you can you can spoil it for me. It's okay. Have you seen any of the interviews with Brie Larson, who no. completely lacks what I'm going to call social awareness and a bit of humor? She's really she didn't do any favors for. All right, so obviously people are going to be like, "Oh, this woman is too powerful, too strong." Blah 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 blah. And then Brie <laughs> Larson kind of like absolutely sucks in interviews, and yeah. in general, like her takes are pretty dull ish. I don't know. She's not. She doesn't she, have a lot of charisma. I I would. She ha- she's she's a great actress. Mm-hmm. I do want to say that, and she's like I think she's she's like won several awards. Like she's an acclaimed actress, but I don't know what it is about her. Like I saw some of the interviews, and I was like, "What are you doing?" Like she's very defensive in yeah. interviews mm-hmm. to the point where it seems like she's just like very insecure for some reason. But I don't know. I don't. She has she has no reason to be that way, mm-hmm. and it kind of makes me wonder if maybe just. The, the fucking internet hate and harassment has gotten her to that mm-hmm. point because i do like when sometimes when i like read the comments i get into my own head and i'm insecure and yeah. then i get defensive so i don't know if that's where that's coming from mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like self-fulfilled but the i don't think that all the negativity stemming from the the movie was founded yeah because the movie wasn't that bad like if we look at fucking um wonder the second wonder woman that was trash-tastic yeah and i'll take captain marvel and deal with that i I will watch captain marvel 10 times on repeat rather than watch fucking wonder woman one more time 1984 specifically yeah so okay i don't know anything about the hate against the movie but i will explain to you why i haven't seen it Mm -hmm. yeah so i kind of was a little upset about her character because i felt sorry if i like offend anyone but i felt like her character was almost like a cop-out um which i know like we're following the comics and that's what happens in the comics but like it was a little weird that they were like oh like we're we're stuck we need to call captain marvel and then but i was just kind of like well why didn't you call her before? Like, yeah. why is she just now? Like, there's been so many other situations in the past where she could have been useful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, why um, now? I think I have an answer for you, which is also an explanation of why I like her as a character. Mm-hmm. And it's just because she's such a powerful being. Um, she can literally go into space and travel across galaxies just by using yeah. her own energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is like working as hard on like multiple other planets and universes mm-hmm. trying to like save people from apocalypses yeah. so she's been busy. and so she's been busy mm-hmm. like and and i like that about her that she obviously you should put your home first like you should probably like she should have been around earth she's like more but the problem yeah the the thing but but besides that also i just i just love the fact that she cares for all life as much as she cares for the life of her, like, yeah. the people that she's related to. Yeah. You know what I mean? That part in Because that's, that's, people often are kind of like, during, especially during war, there's like, yeah, like, you know, other people died, but they were from the other side. Like, sometimes it makes me feel like, if it's not like, life of, like, for me, like, if it's not Czech people's lives, then the news is not as big mm-hmm. as if it's like, Czech people that got affected. Mm-hmm. And the same goes for Americans. And same goes for, I think like, every country like the most noble thing that captain marvel said was when they're like how come you're not here during endgame she's like dude like this happened everywhere in the universe Mm -hmm. like i'm out doing stuff 
the reason why I thought her, I thought the movie was cool, but like her as a character is hard for me to grasp. Yeah. It's for the same reason why I don't like Superman. It's because like when you become like Superman is the most powerful thing around. Like he literally pretty much can't be killed, and you need to look and examine Superman as a character. Like how can you grow as a character when you're essentially perfect, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. seeing Captain Marvel, like how can there be a second Captain Marvel movie? Because her whole entire journey was self-actualization and realizing who she is and how powerful she is, which was tight, right? And she shows up at Endgame to, like, take care of shit. It's like, all right, that's cool. But, like, how can she be implemented anymore when she is the most powerful being in the fucking universe, essentially? So it makes sense for her to be always off-planet, always handling other shit around the universe because Mm -hmm. she's so strong. So that's a good way to keep her written out. But, like, I don't know how you write this character back in because she solves all the problems. Mm-hmm. Which is like a writer's problem to have. It's like this character's too strong, they solve all the problems. So maybe yeah. you take their powers away, or you take their identity yeah. away. I'm looking at you, Superman, when you don't know who you are for a minute there. Like that's a whole entire thing, but they can't last for long and it can't really be interesting. The Superman movies that came out in like the nineties and the early eighties, I think. I think it was the early eighties and mostly the nineties, I can't remember. But all those movies were kind of campy and cheesy and made in a way that it's like, oh, it doesn't matter that he's the most powerful man in the world because we can invent nuclear man or anything like this. But <laughs> now, like, how can Carol Danvers mm-hmm. do more when she's already the most powerful being ever? Yeah. And that is uninteresting. To I, me. I hear you guys on that. And I think I, I can I can read the chat here. I can see that a lot of people agree to that type of sentiment. But that makes me wonder why they are also coming out with the new the um the girl marvel oh the miss marvel she's miss marvel she doesn't have the same Mm-mm. powers no okay mm-hmm. but okay. she's like inspired by her like as literally like she's a kid oh she's like, like her favorite yeah so she's just she's oh, like Deku. okay 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 nice. never mind that makes sense <laughs> maybe chris my like what you said about how like she was too powerful i feel like that's maybe what i mean like yeah. that kind of like created like not plot holes but like you quest- ask your, more it takes questions. you out yeah solution to like yeah you have to suspend everything. your disbelief you have when you're asking yourself in the movie like why didn't they do this then like you've stepped out of the movie like the only time i had like well back to uh black widows like a couple of those car crashes i was like okay I'll, you know, I'll throw it, like, fine. But, like, it takes a brief second. It takes a pause. But, like, the movies expect you to be there, yeah. And now, mm-hmm. just knowing that, like, uh, when Captain America is fighting Thanos and Thanos has all the Infinity Stones and he's punching Cap and Cap's holding back his fucking fist, mm-hmm. you're like, Cap's just a dude with some, like, drugs. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just a guy from World War One who, like, happened to get the right super serum and he's, like, holding them off, right? But yeah. he's, like, a dude holding off the mad titan with all the infinity stones that's yeah. awesome to see where mm-hmm. like if you see carol doing it you're like you're yeah. also the most powerful being on the planet so like, yeah. that's expected yeah. you know what i mean it's it's kind of hard to give you that like extra yeah. like oomph in it i can see that but i don't think that that's really her fault or the writer's fault they're kind of she's i mean she's the most like it's like having to write for Superman. Like, I would never want to have to write for Superman. Yeah. It's so fucking hard because he's perfect. You gotta right. do so much with Batman, do so much with like all these other characters, but like that's like it's like writing a Jesus comic book. Like, where do you go? He is the most powerful. He has saved everyone. Isn't that what they're doing with Spider Man? Uh, with Spider Man, you mean Superman? Superman. I mean yeah, Superman Sorry. every single time they get the chance. It's always <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um I think that we are ready to wrap things up. Um, do you guys want to give any more honorable mentions or Anything else to say about this topic? Overall? About women in Marvel? Yeah. Um, just a big shout out to all the women behind the camera. Yeah. Um, there's entire departments. Um, I think I've mentioned this before. A lot of films are edited by women uh, mm-hmm. in the industry. Um, nothing. Just shout out to all of them because, like, for all the representation in front of the camera, they're also a gang of nerds like me who care about, like, what's behind the camera. Um, and I think that that's awesome. And if yeah. I can give a quick recommendation, uh, shout outs to, uh, I think her name's T Hopper over on YouTube who talks about women behind the camera that do like a lot of film photography stuff. Look at that. Now I've, I've added to the community. There we so, go. There you go. Go check that out. It doesn't have anything to do with Marvel, but it does have to do with women in camera. So that's mm-hmm. good enough. Yeah. Black Widow, um, not only like provided representation uh specifically like because of black widow but there were many other women Mm -hmm. in the movie too 
Um, so it really overall, I guess if I have like a closing thought, like I asked the question, like, was it a redemption? And I feel like yes. I would say yes. Yeah. So I love Black Widow because it was uh, like sisterhood oriented. Like yeah. it wasn't Malinka sister. Like Yelena and Natasha, they obviously kind of like had to suss things out, but overall, like and, and with the rest of the widows, they, it was it was like obviously they had to fight to survive but in the end like you know everything everything kind of like wraps up in a nice bow and it's it's just not as <sighs> i think if this movie was literally done 10 years ago it would be such a terrible movie mm. it would be completely different it'd be totally different. you know i think they would have also made the mistake of making most of the widows russian and therefore yes. white when it makes 10 times more sense to if you're going to have a clandestine spy organization all around the world that your group of spies looks like they're from all around the world mm, yeah you know what i mean like yes james bond is a master spy but if they need to go do work in the southern hemisphere unless they're in australia my man might struggle blending in a little bit he mm -hmm. might stick out so like having a group of like i noticed that too like they even showed there was one girl who they showed in the um the, like intro she had this really cool silhouette because she was a widow with a huge fro and they also showed her, like, when they were attacking the apartment, you could only really see her silhouette. And then they showed her, like, maybe towards the end. And, like, I noticed her, and I was like, damn, that's cool. Also, mm -hmm. makes sense that, like, we're an international spy organization, so, like, look at us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Our group is yeah. international. Yeah, it was great. It was great. We all agree. Um, so, guys, remember that there is going to be a reaction coming out either today or tomorrow. So you should definitely tune into the Normies channel and check that out. And next week, we will be here with a bunch of dudes talking about Death Note. And we'll try to talk about the female characters in Death Note. And it's going to be extremely interesting. Um, I, might, I might need a drink for that one. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we will see you guys next Friday. Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs> Turn it up. Because it's about time for you. Shout out to the spider. Oh my god. Are we gonna raid? Oh yeah, we gotta raid. Well, who are we gonna raid? Super, super, super girls club. Girls club.